I'm seeing what I'll call kind of pseudo faith um, versus panic. We have two extremes and one I'll call pseudo faith. You know, you're claiming faith and it's masquerading as faith, but you're doing nothing. If you do nothing, you can't claim faith. So if you say you believe something, you have a belief in something and you have confidence that this will happen and your feet don't move accordingly, you're a hypocrite. You're acting. You're acting like you believe it, but you don't. Um, so then there's, but there's another extreme of panic <laughs> of saying, I, I believe it's going to happen. And you're like freaking out, you know, and I think um, that's not biblical at all. I think that requires a little bit more faith as in trust in God, which the, you know, the pseudo faith actor um, is claiming. Welcome to Acts 2 and 42. Real discussions, real opinions, real stories and testimonies. Real Church Talk. Welcome to Acts 2 and 42. Um, hopefully we're live and hopefully you're, you're hearing this and seeing this. Um, so if you are, uh, welcome back to Acts 2 and 42, uh, both podcast and, and uh, YouTube channel, uh, where fellowship, prayer, doctrine, unity in the faith is our focus. And um, today we decided to go live, right? And the reason being, so this might be a little rough, but the reason being is um, twofold because uh, one, we haven't uh, gotten content to you um, recently. And, you know, we really wanted to, to get something out there to, to stay in touch with you guys. And, um, but this topic may be time sensitive. Uh, we, we will not know uh, until afterwards. So the sooner we get it out there, the sooner um, it can be digested in your mind and, and applied to your life and applied to real world uh, scenario. Uh, so nonetheless, as the uh, topic says, we're going to talk about uh, David Cornerstone, or excuse me, Coverstone. Is it Cornerstone or Coverstone? I think it's Coverstone. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, Coverstone and Christian prepping. Uh, reason being, uh, if you've followed either the channel or the Facebook page, I have gone live to share this dream and to share my, you know, uh, my understanding, you know, and we're not going to do that again. So it's, it's, this going to be different, but, um, cause a few things concern me. I think there's a few things off and I want to bring that to people's attentions. I want to have a conversation about how my wife and I having two slightly different views, almost button heads at times, um, a little bit, uh, she doesn't have anything to say on that, but, um, but I definitely want to touch on, the Christian response, you know, to this, the different Christian responses um, and us as a marital unit, we kind of had slightly different responses, I think, um, pretty close, but slightly different in how we try to communicate, work together, talk about our approach uh, to these things. Um, so nonetheless, I do have Sheree with me. I'm not sure if TSOC is going to be joining us. Um, if he is, we'll, we'll you know, um, we'll link him in here uh, if he does, but um, but nonetheless, um, if you have any questions, I'm pretty sure you can ask the questions, you know, live. So if you have any questions or comments, I'll try to keep track of uh, the comment uh, section. Other than that, um, Sheree, we do have my wife, Sheree. Um, so anything you'd like to say to get started, anything that you'd like to say before we start or an introduction to this conversation about his dreams, his prophecy and prepping? Um, 
No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll just respond to you, you know, let you let Keith run his mouth and I'll just <laughs> ad lib as we go. Um, man. So to recap, I'll start off with what I told Sheree, kind of my perspective. And I think, I think it's important to address we all have biases, right? We, every single human being has a bias. It's not necessarily bad. It's just your vantage point. It's just the position that you start off when you um, are receiving information, right? Yeah. So it is important to me that we identify that, you know, in any process. So mine was, I, I don't despise prophecy. I don't, I'm not a despiser of dreams, but I don't have a lot of patience for it. I'm not fully into it. I'm not fully committed. I told my wife when I hear dreams, it's different if he's like, oh man, I had a dream. We were so-and-so, we were playing basketball over there and then such and such happened. Um, I hear that, right? But then when I'm hearing, I don't even know, like Daniel or Ezekiel visions, it's just like, well, well, and I say that to give credence that they could be biblical, they could be godly, you know, but it's just like, well, want, 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 and I'm like, oh man, none of this makes any sense. I, I unless I'm hearing something that has a biblical pattern and uh, there's like typology, you know, throughout biblical history, and you have my attention. But other than that, I'm just like, oh God. So, you know, I, Sheree, I think you were the one. Um, that first came across this, right? You were telling me like, man, you got to check this out. Yeah. Um, it was sent to me in my inbox and then I'm listening to it and I'm just like flabbergasted because I'm like, uh, I've seen some of these things like that. He was uh, describing in his dream. I've never, um, received dates. Uh, but I've seen the events, if that makes sense. Um, some of them that he would talk what he was talking about. So, uh, yeah, quite naturally, I send it to the, the biggest skeptic I know, and I send it to Keith. And uh, you send it to the biggest skeptic you know? Was that me? Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Just want to make sure, <laughs> you know, the reigning skeptic. Yeah, but uh, and there were some things that he confirmed. Of, okay, well, I could see that happening. I could see that, or that's that, you know, blah blah blah. But yeah, that's pretty much how it went. I, th I think I sent it to you, NT. Yeah. Right. So, you know, when she sends it to me, you know, my bias is skeptic. And I've told her this, men tend to be more skeptic than women. Um, not that women are wrong to believe things, but they do have a, a um, they're, 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 they're more easy. Uh, well, I, don't, I can't even put into words. Um, it's easier for them to, to adopt a belief in something than it is for a man. A man has different criteria. They need more. Um, they, we tend to be more skeptic or more um, need more credible sources or, or whatever to give something credence. So, and I am, I have a bias. I have a personal bias that I really don't get down with these in-depth dreams and, and all this stuff. And, and, but I told Sheree, I think that bias, it's like the boy that, boy that cried wolf. I've said this about end time prophecy. I've said this about um, uh, New World Order, Doomsday, Infowars, Alex Jones stuff. Like it's, it's the boy that cried wolf every time. The dollar will collapse in May. The dollar will collapse. You know, they're pulling the plug and, you know, all that stuff. That it's just like, all right, you know, I mean, uh, I don't doubt it'll happen. I just doubt people claiming it'll happen and I need more than people just yelling it because I've seen people yell it before and nothing happened but 
but I, I acknowledge I'm coming to this with a bias. So I think I accidentally created a different bias. Like I created a bias where I actually want to believe this guy because I think my nature is to not believe him. I think my instinct is to not believe him. So it's like, I really want to give him some room, you know, and, and just be fair, which I did in, in the live streams and, and the videos that are on, on the YouTube channel. You know, um, I was like, look, I see him, you know, try to bring some witnesses, you know, that he told them these things that did come to pass. Um, you know, and I see this, I see that long story short. Um, but I, I tune it on and I want to say this, I tune it on because even though my wife and I are kind of approaching this from slightly different angles, um, I tune it on because I want to know, I want to, I want to be familiar with what's important to my wife. I do. Um, even if I think it's, it's foolishness and unbiblical, I want to give it a fair shot. If, if I do, I don't, you know, but if I did, um, I want to give it a fair shot. I want to be familiar with what matters to her, um, what she believes in, uh, what, what's, what's making an impression on her. Um, and I want to, if I give it a fair shot, then I'm going to be able to understand it better. And I'm going to be able to talk to her better. If there are some areas that I disagree with, you know, I'm not just going to be like, Oh, here goes this guy again, all that, you know, you know, NWO, Alex Joe, you know, type stuff, you know, um, so nonetheless, um, I was watching it the other day, she came home and I had one of his latest, uh, dreams or videos of sharing a dream on. And then she was like, what made you turn this on? I was like, well, cause I, cause I know that this is something that was important to you, you know, and I want to be in touch with, you know, what's important to you and what you're listening to and what, what, um, you know, I just want to be, I want to know what he's saying, um, to be on, so we can be on the same page, you know? So now our approach might be a little different sometimes. And I'll say, well, I don't, I don't really get behind this or here's how I feel about that. But nonetheless, um, Sheree, anything to add to that? No, <laughs> of course not. Just let him, just let him ramble on. Um, so nonetheless, but this time around, right. I had a couple, I had a couple problems, right. <laughs> and I told Sheree, it's not that I'm trying to throw his whole, dreams, prophecies, whatever you call them. I'm not trying to throw them in the trash. I'm not trying to trash him. But my first thing was like, my God, <laughs> who in the world gets this many prophecies at this, at this rate? Like, I mean, is God talking to anyone else like right now about these things? Are there other prophets prophesying these things? Are there other people prophesying or sharing dreams and visions of this? Because man, for one guy to be like, yeah, I got another dream last night. And yeah, I got another dream last night. And then to go on for 15 minutes about this crazy, it's not just the frequency, but it's a huge amount of content. It's not like just like one vision. It's like this vision and that vision and this vision. And then there's, there's a little bit of commentary in there from him. Uh, so it's hard to distinguish between what's the vision and what is him trying to explain to you what he thinks it is. Um, but it kind of, it kind of pushes me back a little bit um, as back to a skeptic. And I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. I don't know that God talks to anyone that much. Or I don't know that he chooses one person and just sends it all through one person. I think he would spread it out through the body. Now, he may be doing that and I just may not be connected with the other people. Right. Mm -hmm. Just trying to be fair. Yeah. Um, to be fair, you've said you've dreamed similar things, just not the timing that he's, you know, he's attributed, you know? So I said before that he does have had two or three witnesses that he shared a dream um, back in whatever it was first of the year. 
um, before the COVID things happened, before the riots happened and all that, he, he dreamt all that. He had two or three witnesses. He had two witnesses, which the Bible says two or three. Um, but one thing I, I would like, and I am interested in and looking for is the Bible actually says that the prophecy should have two or three witnesses, not two or three witnesses that you prophesied it, but that two or three other prophets are saying the same thing. So I would, if anyone comes across that, I think that would meet the biblical criteria better. Um, that there be two or three witnesses of what he's saying, not that he said it. I've seen tons of people that say the same thing, but at the same time, I actually look, look uh, I'm interested in those things. So I come across it more frequently than you would. And I'm the I'm resident. Sure other Christians that would call me and tell me about dreams and stuff. What'd you say? I said, I'm the resident skeptic, so you don't share it with me. No, I don't. But see, if you're sharing, you know, uh, cover stones, then, then I would like the other people as well to kind of put them in a collective group that, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of people God's talking to about this. I don't be wanting to overload you because then you'll be like, oh, now you're just listening to anybody. Now all these people are having this, this same so, thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so they're less conventional than Coverstone, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you you just you're worried that they're they're gonna come off more as wackos or something than than he does, and you don't need less credit, you know? <laughs> right? Um, well, how about you just share it all and let me decide? How about that? I could do that, I guess. Right. Um, because it is important. I mean, like like I'm saying, is I'm trying to move in step with you. You know what I mean? I'm trying to move in step with you. I want to know what's important to you. I want to know if you hear, even if I don't think it's important, it doesn't, it doesn't strike a nerve with me or whatever. It matters to me that it strikes a nerve with you. And I think it's important that it strikes a nerve to you. And I'm going to at least be informed of that and in touch with that going forward. I'm not going to neglect that. I'm not going to just be like, oh, she's dumb. She's doing this, that, and the other. And, you know, oh, she's about this prepping mess. And oh, we ain't got time for prepping, you know. I'm trying to live my best life. I don't know, <laughs> you know, but I want to know that if that's important to you. Um, I don't know. Like I told you this, like, I'm not against, um, we, we were, what, what, go ahead. I'm sorry. My daughter's in the back and I don't know why she's over here. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? I need out. Things are going out of control and John's asleep. We're live. <laughs> we're live. <laughs> yes, we are. We're very live. Um, do you need to excuse yourself? Because I can, I can move on, and then you can just come back. Can you just put something on for them? Sorry, where are? All right, Shrey, I stopped your video. You can go ahead and handle that, and I'll come. When you, let me know when you come back on. It's no problem. Okay, so. To just share with you guys, and I don't know, let me check the comments. Um, all right, cool. Um, no questions, no comments. Uh, new, easier, got it. Uh, hold on, hey. Oh, you have a question. Okay, what's up? Miss Newton. Miss Newton's big family, big noise. Let me see. I'm trying to look around my mic to see the keyboard. Um, but I do want to say that it's important. This is tough, man. So if you're married, um, I want to be, I don't want to be, but my uh, mom life, you're right. It's cool. You know, it happens. This is basically like, um, things are out of control. <laughs> like, um, uh, 
Um, so for anyone that asks questions that's not familiar with me, if I ask a follow-up question, it's just to understand you better. Um, so why isn't anyone else, as far as pastors, et cetera, warning the flock? Um, man, that's tough. That's tough. Because, so I want to say, all right, so there are, there, there, what, what I said in response to Coverstone from the gate, you know, even being skeptical or skeptical of like people coming with dreams and prophecies and all that being like, look, you got a strict criteria to really get through to me. And I felt like it was reasonable enough. Um, like I don't see anything glaring. I don't see any glaring problems, but it's reasonable enough. And I'm like, look, if you just see the climate in this country, you don't need a prophecy to, to see the writing on the wall. If you just see the climate in this country, then you don't, you, I don't need a dream of a calendar hitting November to know that it will hit the fan in November, period. So if you're not seeing that, you must watch mainstream media. <laughs> just, just flat out. I don't care how you feel about that. Because they're literally showing videos of buildings burning, saying it's a peaceful protest. Right. Where you got people going out, and this isn't right, you know, white or black or, or race or political, one side or the other. But you have people going out and basically attacking white people because they just felt like attacking a white person, according to them. They, one dude stabbed someone and just said, I woke up and I just wanted to stab a white person. The one guy got shot just for being a Trump supporter. There goes a Trumper, bam, 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 and he's dead. You know, the other guy got hit in the, brick in, hit in the head with a brick in Baltimore just because there was a white guy walking by. You know, and these are just, you know, a couple just on the surface that more like it is going on. So this is what's going on, no matter if it's just happened to white people. I'm, I'm sure it's not. Um, I just, my thing is like, if, if white people were doing that to black people, that would be all over right now. That would be widespread. That would be very well known that white people are just going out, random white people just attacking random black people or minorities of any sort. Um, so I'm just speaking to, uh, to what I've seen. Um, but if you don't see that as a problem, if you don't know that's going on, that's probably wise because you're hearing a completely different narrative from mainstream media. But the reality is, back sorry yeah right they don't know um why am i here sheree i thought i muted her i I'm muted it because i'm back oh oh you're just gonna you just run stuff now okay <laughs> um let's get your let's get your uh try to get your video back on how about that your video feed yeah, there we go she's Whoa. back and it's yellow <laughs> it's probably gonna take a second to like adjust i don't know we'll yeah. see um so anyway, I was trying to speak to why, um, Letty, that was a good point, um, why pastors and people aren't speaking about this message. And maybe it's because they don't know that this dream, this prophecy is even a thing. I, I mean, I was surprised, you know, Terry came one day and was like, yeah, what's that all about after I did the live stream? And I'm like, man, I finally did it because I was just realizing that people didn't know that it was out there. Like it, it became this thing. I mean, this man is even saying, that he can't live his life like he's being you know bombarded with messages and phone calls and inboxes from thousands and thousands like it's viral it's christian viral so i don't i don't know what raw christians are hiding under that's not really shade i'm just like it's out there like everyone is talking about it yeah. so i thought it was it was more mainstream but i'll be honest pastors are very disconnected um christians are very disconnected from what's going on in the christian world and what's going on prophetically and end times and all that 
So, right, they would have to, like Letty said, they would have to first admit they didn't know. Um, but why aren't they getting the message? Man, that's a personal thing. I, man, why aren't they getting the message? It's because... Holy Spirit's working on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> he that let us will, will let until, I don't know. You got to know scripture and know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> Man, I don't have a clue why they say what they say. I don't have a clue where their mind's at. I don't have a clue where they're, where they're um, yeah, I don't have a clue. I don't have much confidence in anyone, uh, to be honest. And that's not like to, again, not throwing shade. I just, <laughs> just tell you how I feel, you know. Um, but I feel like regardless of the vision, regardless of these dreams, regardless of this guy, um, there's already a problem. And Sheree, you know, we've been, we've listened to teaching on this and, and different people talk about this, but it used to be back in this, I think the sixties and seventies was like the Jesus now movement. Like he's coming, he's coming back, you know, boom, boom, boom. Right. And they don't want it. <sighs> Letty, Letty dropping bars. They don't want it. They <laughs> yeah. don't want it. Right. Um, I mean, I guess you need a, a sister Letty every once in a while to tell how it is. Um, but, but anyway, it used to be mainstream and it used to be far more prevalent and popular that Jesus is soon to return. He's soon to return, soon to return. But now there's a wave of mainstream and we'll say Protestant to make a distinction between Catholicism, you know, um, and the Protestant church or like the, the, the Protestant off branches, you know, they're not Catholic, you know. They come from the Protestant movement, um, like, you know, Pentecostals and Apostolics and Holiness and, and Baptists and Methodists and Lutherans and all that. Um, but m there's been a, a overwhelming silence, basically even telling people in the mainstream Protestant, like the hard theologians, fundamental doctrine movements, telling them they don't need to worry about Jesus returning. That's not like one guy said, that's none of your business. You don't have to worry about that. That doesn't, that doesn't affect you. Um, and then not only that, but I don't even want to say, I don't know. I don't have a problem with naming names. I don't have a problem with people naming names. I'm just not trying to get into that right now. Um, but then saying that you can take the, the, the mark of the beast, you can worship the antichrist and go along with the antichrist system, take the mark and you'll still be saved. Don't worry about that. Even though it says the complete opposite in black and white, it's right there. So for some reason, problem. no one's reading themselves. That's part of the problem too. Right. These guys do read though. These guys are, quote, you know, theologians and pastors and teachers, and they read. Um, they just teach lies. So, um, Aletta, you can elaborate on what you're saying as far as they don't want it. Uh, maybe elaborate a little bit more on what you think that means. But I think the average Christian doesn't want it. We want to pretend like we want to pretend like we're here for this world. We want to pretend, and the churches are teaching you know, kingdom, kingdom movements, kingdom now, kingdom, you know, and as if the kingdom is here. Jesus said his kingdom is not of this world. His kingdom is going to come. He will reign over the earth and his kingdom will be established during the millennial reign, the seventh day. We are not in the seventh day. We have not begun the millennial reign, right? So his kingdom is not on earth. It's not of this world, right? Right. So, um, man, I don't, and why aren't they saying it? And I don't. I don't really concern myself with why people aren't doing things. I don't care why they aren't. We're sitting here talking about it now. You know what I mean? I'm not, that's not to say you can't ask the question, um, Ebony, or you can't comment later. We can't chat about it, but, but all in all big picture, who cares what they say? I don't care what they say. 
I'm, I am looking at scriptures and I'm trying to follow the Lord with the Holy Spirit as he leads. So if he says it, I could care less about what a hundred prophets of Baal say. I don't mm -hmm. care what prophets prophesy. I don't care what people say. I don't care what pastors teach. We forget that there's a strong warning that are, that are tied together of false prophets and false teachers. Yeah. False prophets and false teachers. Where you have false teaching, you're set up for false prophecy. So, and I, I, I can count on my hand how many proper biblical exegesis I, I see. Exegesis being you're, you're, you're pulling what you're saying the Bible says, you're pulling it from the text. It's in the text. You're pulling it out and showing it versus eisegesis where you're putting that thought in that scripture. So everyone's teaching today is eisegesis. They're writing things in between the lines. They're injecting meaning where it doesn't belong. Um, very few uh, exe exegesis. Um, so, so many, many false doctrines, many false doctrines. They're just not there. And I don't claim motive or intent. I don't claim these people are wicked. Um, I have taught falsely many things. Um, and it was honest error, honest mistake. And I had a good heart and I was praying and I wanted to know God. And I wanted to be right. And even now today, I pray, God, do not let me teach anything other than your truth. Forget what I think something is. Forget, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I don't care about me. I don't have a motive. I don't have an agenda. I just don't want to teach anyone error ever. I've done it. It feels bad, <laughs> you know. And I would never want to do that. So I think many of these people may actually share that and just make mistakes. They just don't see it, you know. Um, but anyway, ultimately, it's neither here nor there. Um, let me check something. Shrey, do you have anything to add while I'm... Ebony, you're going to send me, Miss Newton, you're going to send me a link of my own live stream. <laughs> You are the illest. <laughs> uh, uh, I think. Just playing. Uh, people, I think you kind of said something like this, but I think people are too caught up with, like you said, the kingdom now. And uh, everyone's trying to establish their own kingdom. In turn, everyone's trying to be their own God. Uh, right. So they're not concerned. You can't tell them these things are going to happen for so many reasons, because for one, <laughs> you're going to lose your congregation. I had a, a friend of, of mine, like another uh, Christian brother or sister in Christ. Uh, that makes sense. Christian in Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, but as uh, she was saying, you know, how do I, you know, witness to these people? How do I talk to these people? You know, I don't want them to leave. And I was just like, they're going to leave. Right. And I'm not saying don't feel, you know, of course you'll feel bad about it because you don't want to see anyone be damned or, you know, right. you know, but, and again, maybe I'm, I might be a little bit too cold blooded because I'm just like, well, the Bible said they're going to leave. Okay. Right. But, you, know, um, you can keep them in prayer, but you can't let that deter you from stopping the truth. I think some pastors have the heart to, they know, they, they, there's no doubt in my mind some of these pastors know better. But for one, they're probably getting too much money in this greed. They are, you know, or two, they're probably afraid to lose a congregation if they tell them the truth. Right. You know, and they don't want to lose them. So I'll just, I just won't tell that, you know, and in the meantime, I'll just preach about this and try to get their souls saved and stuff like that or whatever. But how much more damning is it 
not telling them on, you know, that time is winding up. Meanwhile, they're living their own lives or their best lives, coming to church on Sunday, feeling good, yep. going back out doing whatever. If you knew you were going to die in a week, you'd live much differently. Yes. But it's like we have knowledge that our time is limited and we don't yes. share that because we think they'll be happier yes. for the week leading up until their death. Right. But they did not prepare themselves. Right. The guy, the man that stored up in barns or whatever, and he didn't know that this day your soul was going to be required of you, you know? Um, and that's, I mean, if you have more to elaborate, I don't want to, you know, take you away from that. But that does go to the idea of people saying, well, how much time do we have? Like, what are the signs? Because I want to know when to get ready. Today, the day you hear my voice, you know, the day, you know, you, it comes to, to, comes to your knowledge. You know, not only of the end times, but first John, the third chapter says, this is why we purify ourselves. When he comes, we will be like him. We want to present ourselves a faithful bride the day he appears. And we don't know that day or that hour. We have prophecies and things to, that, we, that we should see it coming, that we should know right. that, man, it's uh, the labor pains. You know, we're, we're, we're experiencing right. labor pains. The birth is soon to happen. That moment is soon to happen. You know, so, but today is the day we prepare ourselves. Today is the day we repent from, from all evil. Um, while it is called day, you know, while yeah. it is called today, while you have today, get it right. Harden not your heart and provoking the Lord as in the pro provocation in the wilderness in Hebrews, the, I think the fourth chapter, talking about Israel stumbling in the wilderness, mumbling against God and against Moses, um, not, re not ready to enter the promise. But he said, we won't do that. We're ready to enter the promise, you know, mm -hmm. um, by faith, you know, but yeah, that we do that today, you know? Um, so, but, um, I do want to touch on two things, right? So I already mentioned like one thing I found questionable, like it just puts me back. It's not like this guy's, you know, he's wrong because of this, you know, I'm not jumping to that conclusion, but people on the YouTube channel were like, See, I can prove, you know, you can tell he's lying because he claims that he reads 40 newspapers a day. And that's actually physically impossible to read 40 newspapers a day. I mean, have you counted the words and timed it? Like, do you actually know that for a fact? No, you don't. You know, you're claiming that. But that's, that's a tactic, you know, that someone is trying to claim you're saying something you're not. They take what you said to an extreme that you're not implying, you're not literally saying. And they say, see, that's why he's lying. So I don't think he's even claiming. I think he's claiming that he reads 40 newspapers. I think he's not exaggerating with the number 40, but I don't think he's claiming he reads them cover to cover. I think he just means he's in touch. Right. He's checking 40 sources to see what the headlines are, you know, whether it be politics and government or, you know, um, to get the, 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 the forecast, you know, what's going on across the world. Mm. Um, and I think anyone can do that. Anyone can look at 40 newspapers and skim articles, you know, but it's neither here nor there. You know what I mean? But the reason why I pointed out is just to say that, but also um, something I told you, I think I see in his videos. It's a personal opinion, right? But I think the fact, I think he does check out 40 news sources. I think he's very well in, in touch with what's going on in the news and what's going on in world events. And I think it's part of the problem, right? Um, everything in the dream is very political party oriented. 
and I've never really, I'm not familiar with God ever taking political sides. I think, you know, I'm not an expert on the Old Testament prophecies and what we call political prophecies. Um, but I know he prophesied things of earthly kingdoms and the kingdoms that would rise, the kingdoms that would fall and so forth. And the condemnation and destruction of certain kingdoms for, for doing evil and hurting God's people or whatever. But I'm, I'm not familiar with anything in the Bible that's to this detail of like political party uh, partisanship, you know? Um, and I don't have a problem with him being a Christian and prophesying and being a member of this party or that. I'm not saying that, but a lot of the content that you're saying that you dreamed and God gave you. That's, that's different. You know what I mean? Like the man can speak, you know, whether he's Republican or Democrat, he can speak and say, I dreamed such and such, or I believe such and such. And here's this party's view or here that's party's view. Here's how I'm voting, blah, blah, blah. But when you say that God gave you a dream and it's like from the democratic party position or from the Republican party position, it's like, eh, would God do that though? Like, would that be, I don't know. I, that's something that I'm like, if you're overwhelming yourself daily, maybe it's not overwhelming to him, but when the overwhelming um, part of your time is all reading political news and you dream a ton of political things, that again, I said, you can see the writing on the wall if you just have common sense, you see what's going on out there. I don't think it's far-fetched to think you could just dream these things. I don't think that it would have to be God. You know, I'm not saying it's not, I'm just saying it's very valid that if this is what you flood your life with, um, I said it before, there's days that I would install ceramic tile and I just I, a thousand square feet. I'm just nothing but tiles, tiles, tiles. When I close my eyes at night, guess what I see? Ceramic tiles. If I'm editing video, whatever I'm doing, I see that when I go to sleep, like that's there or I'll dream something relative. Um, so we have to be careful with stuff like that. And I feel like some of the details I'm like, mm, that was kind of commentary though. Like you said, and I asked, sure, I asked you the question. Like when you dream something, I don't, I'm not too sure about the interpretation of dreams. I hear people do it. I, kn I know you interpret dreams and whatnot. And when I can see they come from scripture, I don't have a problem with that. But when someone just says, yeah, I, I dreamt this. And, and what I was saying about the boy that cried wolf, people do that. Everyone in church is dreaming something and saying, God said, I don't believe any of them, <laughs> like straight up. No, I don't have to. My opinion shouldn't matter to you, right? Um, but, but I have no confidence that that was the Holy spirit. I really don't. And I say any like 95% probably. Um, so how do you know when the person telling the dream is adding in interpretation? Like he said something about the elderly being attacked. And then he said, these were the patriotic constitutional, you know, like it started like, like it sounded like political party stuff or like at least the national identity of the elderly, but did I mean, I, I joked what they had flag shorts on and flag hats. Like you could just tell they're patriots. Like, but you just said in the dream, you said, I saw elderly people being beaten up. Where did you get all that other commentary from? Mm -hmm. Trey? Um, and I, I think maybe that's where he went wrong is giving the interpretation of it instead of just giving the dream. Um, I would have just said what I seen. I usually just say what I see. Um, and like you said, that that opens you up to scrutiny. Yep. I've heard a girl interpret her own dream. Um, it was someone that was shared a relative dream with him. And um, they don't know each other. Like, well, I'm assuming they don't know each other. It was from totally different parts of the world or something like that. And they were two different dates. And anyway, uh, but 
and she had to uh, interpret it one part of it and I just looked like oh that's not what that means at all like that's not what that mm -hmm. is at all um so but has she and it, and it did make me almost discredit the rest of it because of that like you know what I mean so um you got the it, kids passing in the background huh you can hear them yeah I can hear them <laughs> only reason I ask I know if you're hearing them you're distracted because I know nice. you're hearing it you know so if you need to take five you know you can or whatever okay okay um so um I do want to get to and maybe you know jump back on track but I want to touch on the, the Christian responses that I'm hearing and I think there's some on both sides that I think are they're good to go you know I don't have a problem with it um, and I think there's two different types of hypocrites, you know, to, and hypocrite, you know, just be clear. Um, the word implies actors, you know, um, so you're acting like something you're not, you know, but, and then, like I said, um, like the whole, you know, prepping, you know, should you prep due to this or should you be prepping period um, and, and advice for that or any questions you have pertaining to that, you know, just go ahead and add them in the chat or in the comments um, and we'll touch on that. But um, and, uh, so I'm seeing what I'll call kind of pseudo faith, um, versus panic. We have two extremes and one I'll call pseudo faith. You know, you're claiming faith and, um, basically you ignore not, not only the dreams and prophecies, but you ignore any possible threat, um, that's going to affect your life. That's, that's a biblical proportion or not, you know, because this could very well just be a national issue or a global issue and not necessarily a prophetic end time issue. Nonetheless, if there's an issue, you know, we want to be prepared, you know, for ourselves or a family, whatever it may be to deal with any hardships that, that there may be. Um, but there's like a pseudo faith where you're, you're, it's masquerading as faith, but you're doing nothing. Um, and you, you know nothing about it and you do nothing about it. If you do nothing, you can't claim faith. So saying I, I have faith and I trust God, if you believed in the thing you said you believed in, if you believe that these things um, were quite poss possibly uh, prophetic in nature and that God was warning and that these things come, come to pass and you say you trusted God, well, you know, God told Joseph a famine was coming and he did what? He stored up, you know? so. God told Abraham to go to a place that I'll show you. And he began to walk. So faith doesn't say, yeah, sure. I'll do nothing though. Faith, you know, your feet moves with your words, your feet moves with whatever you have confidence in faith means having trust or confidence in something. So if you say you believe something, you have a belief in something and you have confidence that this will happen and your feet don't move accordingly, you're a hypocrite. You're acting, you're acting like you believe it, but you don't. Um, so then there's, but there's another extreme of panic <laughs> of saying, I, I believe it's going to happen. And you're like freaking out, you know? And I think, um, that's not biblical at all. I think that requires a little bit more faith as in trust in God, which the, you know, the pseudo faith actor, um, is claiming, but I think you need some of that trust in, in God and his provision while trying to do what you can do without losing your cool, without, you know, um, while being calm, collective, and just doing what you can as you can, um, and, you know, still trusting in him ultimately. So, but there, those are two extremes that I think we can be somewhere in the middle where 
we don't lose our cool. We're not panicked. We're not, you know, lacking faith as in, you know, God's provision and sovereign, you know, ability in our life over our life and over our health and over whatever provision, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but then on the other side, we're also not sitting around doing nothing, you know, um, because I think Jesus said that in the end, it was going to be as in the days of Noah, where they're eating and drinking and being given into marriage, basically as I interpret that, they continued to live their life as every other day before it, as though nothing was going to happen. So they did nothing. They lived as though nothing was happening and it overtake them in an hour. And if you'll notice, and I've heard other teachers that I, that I agree with and I approve of their biblical approach, um, to prophecy, to end times prophecy and doctrine, they point out that during prophetic fulfillment, the judgment of God, excuse me, it comes in an instant. So don't be on the rooftop and say, I have to go down and get my cloak, right? You don't want your journey to be in the winter, you know? You don't, want to you don't want to have to make that trip at an inopportune time, at a difficult time when you're not prepared. You want to, excuse me, you want to do it, you know, work today while it is day. Take today's time to prepare for tomorrow. Don't wait till tomorrow. And then, you know, the hunger sets in. Well, didn't you prepare food? You know, they did it on the Sabbath. They weren't to do anything on the Sabbath. So, so they worked for six days to take care of seven. But... Mm -hmm we do nothing. We call it faith. Like you can, you can do something, you know, you can be prepared. Shrey, I was trying to just to bring you up to speed real quick. Yeah. I was two extremes approaching stuff like this is what I'll call, you know, like panic, freaking out. Yeah. Um, and I would argue putting all your reliance in things like prepping. Um, and then there's like pseudo faith where we claim faith, but we're acting like we believe something that we're not actually doing anything according to what we claim. So, and there's a middle ground, have faith, have trust in God. And if, but if you believe it, you'll, you'll do something accordingly. And I was saying that like in the days of Noah, they were living their life as though nothing was going to happen. And in an hour they were overtaken. Once it began to rain, it was too late to get on the ark. Mm -hmm. Once it started to rain fire and brimstone, God's people were already out. They weren't living their life going along with the Sodomites, you know, with everyone else living in that place. Um, he came, he warned them. And those that heed the warning, they leave. Um, yeah. So same thing with Egypt. If you didn't leave with Israel and go through that water, yeah. you didn't get out. You know, right. the Egyptians died in that water, you know, going through after Israel. Um, so we had the same warning. You know what I mean? So right. I don't know. Um, your input, Sheree? Um, To co-sign with that effect in a way, um, it's crazy because even the ones just, uh, I don't know how to say it, like uh, in future tense to those that are actually warning people. Um, again, when I spoke to the, a, the friend of mine and me telling her about her church and stuff and, and then hearing what Coverstone is actually going through just from telling mm -hmm. God told me to tell or whatever, you know, um, it's kind of, I don't, I don't say this to scare them or, you know, anything like that, but only to encourage them. But all the prophets were not liked <laughs> um, and they were attacked. And they were it's putting it mildly. Yeah, it is. Um, 
So I think that uh, as far as um, his dream, I mean, I'm going back to the dream, but his dream goes when he's telling Christians to uh, brace themselves and things like that. I don't think it's um, only just to prepare for what's coming and things like that. I think it's also to prepare against uh, like persecution, whether it's verbal um, there's already laws that has been established. Like I was telling someone recently about a, uh, the law where you can't convert someone. It just hasn't been enacted yet, but it isn't law in certain places where you're not allowed to convert someone from one religion to another. In this country, mm. where we have freedom of religion, why would they make a law like that? Like, you know, so um, anyway. But I made it hate speech. Yeah, yeah. To speak um, about the gospel. It's, it's like sh- sh- uh, Sharia law. The mo, uh, yeah. Islamic, the Muslim Sharia law, it's the same thing, right. you know, to, to say anything critical of uh, Muhammad is blasphemy. Yeah. So you're subject to penalty because of blasphemy. When you're just like, like saying, hey, I'm just talking about religion. I'm just saying, you know, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I lost my train of thought, but, and the kids are preparing for persecution and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when it's, when it's talking about brace yourself, I think that that is it as well. Um, I've had a whole point to say that until I heard one of the kids start screaming. Um, Do you hate that? I know. And the harder you search for that thought, the further it gets away from yes. you. So let's just go on because it's not coming back. <laughs> so, um, I do, I do want to point out, right. I think, um, there's something that we don't realize. And this is, Shrey, you and I have been listening to a lot of, uh, I'll just say scholars, you know, talking about the uh, postmodern era and college teaching on, you know, postmodern philosophy in the world today. Um, but there's things that we don't know coming from a modern or postmodern perspective. And that's um, basically living in the world you live in. There has been an infrastructure built of uh, Food, water, shelter, plumbing, um, all of these almost miracles, you know, that if any one of them was to have a hiccup um, on a, you know, societal scale, on a national or even global scale, like the food chain being interrupted, you know, like we no longer go out and get our food. We just go get it from the store, you know, yeah. 99% of people. So if that gets interrupted, we're going to have massive problems. That's why I was telling someone else, like, dude, I don't need no dream. Like, for real, I don't need no dream. Tell me nothing. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say what it is I do or don't do, but um, my ears are perked up and I'm listening to police and, and fire scanners if there's, a, if there's a hiccup in the food chain, if there's you know, protests within a 30-minute radius. Um, I'm ready for step two. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm ready to take the next move when it's warranted um, because I know the signs of unrest, you know, that gets to a certain level where it's not safe. And this doesn't even have to be biblical. This is just living in society and a society getting unruly and attacking each other, you know? So a lot of it has to do with that. We don't have to get biblical yet. We can just know that the way we live today, if, if we don't have the customs or or the skills to go out and get our own food, to go out and, and, you know, purify water or whatever, whatever the things would be to, to survive, and even if you do, the general public doesn't. So yeah. as soon as there's a hiccup in those, it, it's going to be catastrophic or it could right. be catastrophic if men don't get to that and fix that problem immediately and get it back on track. Um, so, and then one person mentioned solar flares, you know, 
there's uh, electromagnetic pulses, uh, which could be like a nuclear style attack where it's not a physical nuclear attack, but it's on energy pulses where it just destroys everything electric. So if that was to, if there was to be an attack like that, it, we'd have massive problems. We'd have massive problems, right? Um, all of the things I just mentioned would probably be shut down, all of them. Yeah. Uh, everything you ever had digitally was, would be erased and gone forever, you know, um, but we don't have to worry about attack. There's another worry, which is solar flares. You know, that happens every century or so, every century or two, there's a solar flare. And the last time there was a solar flare, the people that were working the switchboards caught on fire. This is the phone switchboards where I used to be an operator. Now they, they supposedly caught on fire from the solar flare and the lines were burned. Like, so there's a natural um, electromagnetic pulse, EMP, that could take place. So we don't know if it's going to be natural. We don't know if it's going to be, you know, unrest or whatever the case may be. But there's plenty of reasonable threats that you should be aware of and prepared for without necessarily living in a bunker, you know, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. with your uh, camo on ready to, you know, doomsday. it. Um, but they, they like to categorize it that way to like clown something because it makes them feel better because it scares them. It scares them. They don't know anything about it. They're not prepared. So I'll make fun of the things I don't understand and I'll make you look, you know, irresponsible right. um, and foolish. When you're the one that's irresponsible and you're purposely foolish, you know, head in the sand, ostrich, you'd rather have your head in the sand because you sleep better. Mm -hmm. um, where I think if you actually had faith in God, you would sleep fine knowing these things. <laughs> yeah. You know, so should you prep, Sheree? Absolutely. Okay. How, how so? Do you have any advice or like, um, what, so someone says, right, what the heck is prepping? What do I do? What do you mean? You know, what would you say to, to a novice person to just, you know? Uh, step one, <laughs> look on YouTube. <laughs> um, there's like hundreds of videos out there that's like beginning prepping or when to prep or when the shift happens. And for those who don't know, shift is S-H- <laughs> I, I forgot myself. S H T F. Uh, and that's a nice, that's a crap hit the fan. But, you know, instead of crap, is the S. So, civil unrest, whatever it is, it's yeah. that catastrophic. Yeah. Right. Um, <coughs> uh, when it, when it, when you see there's signs to tell you when it's coming. Mm -hmm. And everyone, you know, it's like the military knows and stuff like that. So a lot of these people are like ex-military and everything that go out and try to tell people how to prepare, mm -hmm. signs to look after and stuff like that. Um, so just, I would start off with Googling um, beginning prepping and uh, signs of a shift, like signs when stuff is about to hit the fan. And honestly, this year alone, if there were 10, it knocked off eight. Right. Like, um, right. The signs that's just like, you know, something's going wrong. Right. Uh, I said from the beginning to UNT, like I have a boy that cried wolf syndrome. I've heard this too many times. I'm tired of hearing it. You're not going to, you're not going to ruffle my feathers with saying, oh man, it's about to happen. There's going to be a collapse and national chaos. And I'm just like, okay, want, 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 whatever, whatever. Oh, we got T-Side joining in. Let me add him in. Um, about time, T. Right. Well, I kind of, yeah, it's my fault. Um, you tell me trying to do something and I send a link and like, let's go live, you know, um, but nonetheless. Oh, where'd he go? He disappeared. Um, okay, I'll try to keep an eye on it. Um, so anyway, boy cried wolf. So mm -hmm. I was already set back, but then I saw, I saw enough to be like, okay, you got my attention now. <laughs> like because I've never seen these things to this to this extent. Like you said, the yeah. checklist of things. Right. Um, 
real quick, I want to name drop or uh, shout out um, Bear Independent. Um, and then there's the, uh, the Angry Prepper, you know, different YouTube channels you can check out. Bear Independent is a Christian. I think he's like a Torah observer Christian. So there's some, you know, Shabbat Shalom and, and Torah teaching on there as well, if you like that. Um, mm-hmm. But he's, he's hardcore. He knows his stuff. He's mm-hmm. legit. He knows his stuff. He can tell you like what your plan should be based on your circumstance. Cause people, I, I, real quick, someone asked me to do straight, but is that you to ask me like to define what step two was? Yeah. Step two is know your business. You're so stupid. <laughs> step two is know your business. If you, if you, and I, I mean, I, I can tell you roughly what it is, but this is the most, one of the most important things I can't stress the most that if, if someone is not in your particular prep community, if they're not part of your venture, if they're not part of your plan already, if they're not to the table saying, man, I want to have a plan. I want to do X, Y, Z. Here's what I'm bringing to the table. And they're like trying to coordinate with you. When you have a community like that, they get to know what your step two, three, and four is. Anyone, what what would be considered step two? Like step one is this, what would be considered step two? It depends. I'm I'm saying regardless of what mine is, It's no one's business. <laughs> like, and I'm not, I'm not disrespecting them. I'm just so saying whatever, that's, not, that's not something you share with it. other people or you share publicly. You know, you don't share it with anyone that's not doing what you're doing or part of your, you know, planning and, and community. Can you turn the camera the other way, Shrey? You're getting that it window. It. Did I miss it? Okay. Yeah, that's okay. You're, you're it was good. about to fall. So let me, uh, right. all right. Uh, um, but what would a possible step two be? Yes. Like um, if someone had a group and in their group, whatever their step one was, what, could someone step two be in their group or whatever? So yeah. this is hypothetical. I, I wasn't meaning it like a literal step two. I was just okay. saying I'm ready to take another step other than just like step one is like watching, paying attention and like keeping track, monitoring what's going on in my uh, surroundings. Um, but step two, after you've seen so many of those red flags, you know, or checkpoints, I'll say, um, that's when you would start taking action for what they call either um, – like bug in or bug out. There's something called bug in, right? Or there's, excuse me, there's something called bug out where basically you would have a, a travel bag. You'd have a book bag or a travel bag and you would already have a plan of where you were going, why you were going there, you know, like why it would be safer than the place you're at. Like if the place you're at is what they call untenable, ten, ten, I can't talk, but um, you can't maintain, you know, peace and safety in your life from the place that you are, then you need to have a plan of where would I be safer? You know, let's say you have a father, mother, grandfather, relative that lives like out in the boonies somewhere um, or whatever the case may be. And you're like, look, I'd be much better there than center city, Philadelphia. Yeah. (laughs) So the key, and this is not a course on this or a class, but the key is population density. You want to get away from people flat out. So if there's more than a certain percentage of population density in your area, you want to get to where there's no people because that's where you're going to have a much higher probability of safety in the event of civil unrest to dangerous degrees. So you would already know where that place was. You would already know your plan to get there and you'd have a bag packed with the, 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 um, the useful tools, instruments to make that journey. It's not something you're going to live off for the rest of your life. It's just something to make sure that, you know, if I'm in a car and my car breaks down or is attacked by a mob, because right now we have highways all over the world that are being blocked and shut down. It perform a protest, but some of them have gotten lethal. The people have been killed, shot and killed, both the people that uh, are beaten up, both the people in their cars and the people in their cars protecting themselves and shooting the people that were attacking them. So this stuff is going on like on a regular, it has been for months now. And it has not stopped. Cities are burning for months. Yeah. 
and and they're pretending like everything's fine and it's it's yeah. never been this bad I, like okay. flat out even people that i know that have lived in a generation before us have been like look i've seen these riots i've seen that and this is actually the worst i've ever i've never seen it like this you know this is kind of crazy you know but nonetheless so step two like for instance if your plan is bug out if you know someone that's a safer location and where you are that would be when you when you go there and you go there when you've seen those signs before they're at your door, before there's, there's a, a protest or a mob or whatever, whatever the, the um, issue may be, if you're familiar with, you know, prepping and stuff like that, um, you would go there to be in, in, um, in the safest place while you had the, the safest uh, ability to travel. You know, like I said, before there's mobs going through the street, before there's a problem, you see it coming before it happens. You see the storm coming and you get in the house before it rains. Mm-hmm. So when you see the clouds form, that's when you go to your safe place. Or if your other plan is bug in or shelter in place and you have that type of home where you're set up for that and it's safer to stay where you are. Nine times out of 10, it's probably safer to stay where you are. Okay, sometimes it's safer to stay most of the time. Yeah, because venturing out somewhere else and hoping to get there, that's not always guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, that everyone recommends if you can shelter in place. And so that means that you have to do some things to prepare for if you lock up your house and maybe even board up windows, I don't know what your plan would be. Um, it's only going to slow people down. It's not going to stop them. You know, people can cut through your siding in your house and be in your house in 10 seconds. So they go right through your wall without a problem. Just get a saw, whatever they want, just bam, ax, whatever, just have an ax, just chopping away, you know? So there's, there's not much you can do if someone's trying to get in your home, um, other than protect yourself with lethal force. Um, if that's your, uh, if that's your style, um, but you definitely want to have, it's more, it's not so much about that as it's, you might not be able to go out or there may not be anything out there for you to go out and get. So stores may not have food or you may not be able to safely travel to get food from stores. So you want to have food supplies, water, you know, water source and things like that. Um, in event, there was any hiccup in any of those services. So, I mean, is that straight? Do you have more or is that brief enough? Like that would be step two, one of those two things. Okay. So it's just like, um, sure. Women, Hold on. Oh. Sorry. Women, they have their bags ready. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have a live studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> well, um, so she was like, it's just like a woman, like a battered woman or something, and they have their bags packed for like when they're about to escape. A battered woman? Yeah, like, uh, I know what she's trying to say. I know what she's saying. Whoa, I did it again. Hey, relax. Calm down. <laughs> uh, right, you explain. I'm going to check the comments. She means it. Uh, just like well, she was talking woman, about step two. Just like a woman that's battered, they tell you right. bag ready um, and a safe place to go. Have your essential paper bag. Yeah, have you? She said, like, you know, and with battered women and they, they tell them how to escape, they're like, have your bags packed when the right time with your essentials and stuff you need and then to to to, mer- to leave. Oh, got you. Oh, not in this case, but in a, in, a, in an abusive home, then yeah, if it gets that bad, then you need to check. Yeah, yeah. It's time to yeah. go. Yeah, got you. So was that, I'm sorry, was that a question? Was there a question there I missed? Just uh, confirming that you understood. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, this is like, obviously, that's a very similar um, situation uh, where you're just, you're prepared 
if things got dangerous for you just under different terms this would be more yeah. like we've seen recently the the riots and things destroying homes and i don't know if people have seen a lot of stuff they're going to they're, they're going to totally. people's homes and telling them to come out you know they're right. they're bum rushing people's houses right. um just because not even identified people that have done anything wrong just random people because you live in a certain area look i'm coming for you you know um yeah. so if that you know but that's like I don't know. That is something that you that you should have in mind, um, especially with the the societal and political climate today. Um, mm -hmm. That's what's going on. But I think sh like shift in general and prepping in general is more about um, if there was something happened to the if infrastructure, if the water was cut off, if you know mm -hmm. electricity was cut off, and things like that. So it's more, it's it's kind of fifty fifty of the things that you need to survive. You know, food, water, shelter. Um, if anything happened to those. And then the other part is if people made it dangerous to live there, that's when, you know, you'd have to shelter in place or, or get to another location, whatever that is. But yeah. And Letty had commented on YouTube, like she meant in general, like step two in general. Right. But I was just saying in general, if someone asks you what your step two is, you literally don't tell them your step two, you would just say, well, here's options that people have, unless they're part of that community that says, I, I want to plan, I want to prep, I want to do X, Y, Z or whatever it is. You know, that's just like a, a rule of thumb um, that any prepper would tell you that any person, you know, in these communities, like you don't broadcast, you don't broadcast, I stock up food. You know what I mean? You don't broadcast, well, I've got an arsenal. I've got missiles. I, you know, you just don't share that stuff publicly because what you're doing is you're putting a target on your back, especially if you do it publicly. You're saying, I've got this or my plan is this, that and the other, which means I have these resources, come take them. Yeah. So it's not about, you know, telling someone can't sit here like Forrest Gump, you know. Um, so anyway, but any other comments um, on YouTube, guys, um, before we, you know, wrap up or whatever. But um, sure, was there anything else? Like I know things like food storage, you know, where to keep oh. food dry and safe oh. and water purification and things like that. You know, I don't know, just basics. I am a pro-gun advocate. Uh, he went straight to the arsenal. I do not believe you should own a gun if you don't know how to use it. I don't, I'm not that pro-gun. I don't, I don't, right. I don't, I don't, I don't, no, no. Um, however, if you can get yourself trained, <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a bad thing to have. Uh, especially if you have been watching alternative media turn off the news, go online, look at alternative media and see what's going on. So you can see the severity of really what's going on in this nation right now. And the food shortages that's going on worldwide. I don't know why we're not talking about that right now too. Um, the the, the self-defense classes, <laughs> if you can. Right. Uh, I'm not, that's, yeah, I'm serious. Like, you know, um, I want to point out I, real something real quick because I know like so I'm not against self defense definitely that wasn't a rebuttal you know, a comment to that definitely, um, but I want to point out like as as Christians right, I think sometimes we can be, I, I I've been an idealist you know and to to kind of explain what that is is like well in a perfect world it should be this way, so I'm like saying well we we should do X Y Z like the perfect world scenario which in in practical real life scenario, doesn't work like that you know. Um, and I'm doing it because of my principles and my beliefs. And I'm trying to stick to those and my faith and everything. But so, and, and so I have really fought and questioned the whole gun thing. You saying, you know, and this isn't about that, but I just want to conclude or add to what you said, you know, um, you mentioned 
um, self-defense and there's things like pepper strip spray, non-lethal, you know, mm-hmm. um, the guy that was just shot and killed in Portland attempted to use a non-lethal form of self-defense and mm-hmm. he was shot and killed in two seconds. So while ideally being idealistic, I would like to think that we can use non-lethal force. We could use non-lethal ways to protect ourselves. It's almost like Kung Fu, is it, is it a karate? I don't know which form of martial arts, but their whole thing is just to manipulate the other person in almost self-defense, to use their body against them, not so much attack, but to prevent them from hurting them and only respond, you know, only defend. But realistically, when they use, when you use non-lethal force or pepper spray or whatever, and the guy pulls a gun and shoots you, I bet if you had a chance, you would regret that. So, like I said, ideally, in reality, you know, idealist versus pra- uh, pragmatist, you know, being pragmatic, the reality of it is, if they're coming with a gun, unless you have one, you're going to die. So, yeah. unfortunately, I don't, I think as Christians, we don't want that to even be an idea. You know, we don't want that to be, you know, we want to say, oh, whoa, other people saying, oh, if they're doing this, I'll just say, hey, I'm one of you man, can I feed you? Can I help you? Oh they don't care. There's people, there's people that are mobbed and they're screaming, I'm one of you, I'm one of you. And they're still attacked. They don't care. It's mob think. It's group mentality and mob think. It doesn't matter what skin color you are. It doesn't matter if you're wearing a rainbow shirt and you show I'm with the cause or whatever, whatever it may be. If a mob's coming, they're a wave that rolls through you. They, people don't think the same. Right. This is psychology. This is known. Right. People don't think the same when they're acting in a mob. So don't yes. think you can talk to them as a normal individual. None of these people are right. doing things that they do as They're an individual. They would it's, never do these yeah. things alone. They would never do any of them alone. So it's just proof in itself. But anyway, so I just want to share just that idea. Um, I, think it is, I think Christians value life. I don't think life on this earth is the only thing we live for. But I think Christians value life and it's okay to defend yourself. Even, even in the um, Old Testament law, um, all the laws were applicable, right? except when it came to preservation of life. Daniel eating the shoe bread in the temple, he did it so he wouldn't die. He did it so he didn't perish. He did it because he was starving, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so if, if you're protecting your life or if you're protecting another person's life, for the sake of preservation of life, God um, in scripture has allowed uh, for even commandments to be, quote, broken, for you to do things that otherwise would have been wrong. Um, to preserve life because life is valuable. God gave life as a gift and it is valuable. It is something that we should try to preserve best we can, whether it's eating healthy or defending ourselves. Um, so it's not wrong to say if someone else is bringing lethal force against you, it's not unchristian to say, I'm going to put them down before they put me or my child down. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with preserving life. Um, I'd like to think we can just raise our hands to the sky, you know, yeah. and I'm not trying to mock that, but that's my two cents, you know, as far as lethal and non-lethal. Uh, Bloody has said uh, that she was going to teach her kids weapon safety and she's always been against, I'm guessing you meant against um, guns and such. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people, a lot of people. Let me, let me put things into perspective for y'all so y'all understand where we at right now in this society. Yeah. There's a ton of people that were against guns, okay? When that COVID crap first started, right. the gun stores sold out. You can't get a gun. You yep. can't get ammo. It's all back ordered. Months. It's for months out. Stores are cleared out. Everything's Stores yep. are gone. Like the stores are cleared out. 
And that was when COVID hit. This was before the riots. Yeah. Before the city's burning. This was before the looting. Um, so it's like people were already aware. They seen the shift signs. They seen the signs as soon as they locked down. Oh man, this is unconstitutional. Right. It's about to get live. But you know, so yeah. And not to get political, but that's why we see so many campaigns, um, unfortunately, restricting, you know, like for tighter gun laws and all these things like, look, right. constitutionally, all these laws are illegal. They shouldn't be making any of these laws. Anyone from a child to even a criminal has a right to defend their life. That was why it was a principle, why an inalienable right that was that they saw in the nature of man, the laws of nature, that any human being is going to attempt to uh, protect themselves and, and preserve their life. So they didn't see any government having the right or it being the government's role to restrict your God-given rights, the things that you were put on this earth given by God for. And one of them, like I said, it was to be able to defend yourself from anyone, even governments. Um, so we're talking about military, we're talking about animals, we're talking about burglars, we're talking about muggers, we're talking about rioters, we're talking about anything, anything that, that comes against your life, you know. Um, so there wasn't any restrictions. Carry, you know, there's something called constitutional carry. If you ever hear it, they're like, look, the constitution gives me the right to carry. That's why I carry. I don't need a permit. The constitution gives me a permit, you know? So you making up these, these basically fake laws afterwards are the problem. And they're right about that. If we're gonna follow the, the, the constitution as our formal government, um, then follow it. Otherwise, you know, let's just actually make up a new one. I don't think we should, but nonetheless. But that's why, like even a, even a, a um, 16 year old was holding a gun ready for battle you know, civil war, whatnot, you know, there was no age restrictions. There was no problem with anyone, you know, um, doing what they need to do because as a human being, you have that right to try to protect yourself. You know, it's your nature, you know, and I, I fought against it. I fought against it for, like I said, for idealistic religious reasons. I think, I think they're idealistic now. Um, I think reality is um, one thing, but I also think um, I was idealizing what was in the Bible. I was, I was going too spiritual, like too religious, too. Um, I still like to say I, I would trust more in faith. I would trust more in God than necessarily my own means of like stocking up an arsenal and thinking I'm going to Rambo my way out. Yeah. <laughs> seven children. I'm going to play Rambo and I'm just going to you know, defeat a mob. No, 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 yeah. no. You know, but that's foolish. That's so dumb. Like just to me, you know, um, but nonetheless, um, Letty says she preferred knives herself. I said, "What are you, Puerto Rican?" What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a professional knife thrower. Um, I, I mean, it depends on who you talk to, but I think they've they found that knives are are more lethal within. I forget what it is, like a like a nine foot radius. If someone's within like nine, whatever it is, feet of you or something like that, knives are actually more lethal than guns. Um, so they may you might might be a case to be more effective. Um, but I know there's a saying, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. So I don't know. <laughs> I think that's idealistic and then pragmatist, you know, uh, you know, yeah. in reality, you know, I don't think, uh, what was his name? Wyatt Earp, you know, had someone pulling a knife on him when he's, he's got, you know, two guns holstered ready for him. You know, he didn't say, all right, let's have a showdown. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm gonna use this knife. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to do that, you know, but. But anyway, but you guys got to realize we live in such a cozy, protected society. It's wonderful. It's nice. It's part of the reason why the Western world is the preferred place to be, why a lot of foreigners come here for the opportunity. But there's infrastructure, there's safety, there's um, uh, sterility, you know, there's sterile water and, and food and 
um, it's a great opportunity to live, you know, a long and, and maybe even prosperous life, but it's almost unrealistic. It's unrealistically good, you know, to the fact that we can't fathom the, th the reason why the constitution was written the way it was just 200 years ago. The fact that everyone carried a gun on them at all times. Yeah. Cause you could be in danger. You could be robbed at any time. And it's just like, you know, if we got a problem, we do like, I literally challenge you to a duel and we're going to shoot at each other. That's how we solve a problem. And it seems archaic, but it doesn't take much for people to go back to that. It doesn't take much for people to come and, and bring lethal force to your life. Um, now, they're, they're, I mentioned my bias with this guy's dream, but I also wanted to point to something that I think, uh, like I said, a lot of men are skeptical by nature, you know. Um, but there's something called recency bias, which I have a lot of people that when it comes to like the, the, the issues with the stock market, the dollar bill and things like that, I've heard uh, economists, you know, uh, reference uh, recency bias because, and especially pointing out baby boomers, uh, no offense to you, but that'd be your generation. <laughs> um, but because you guys lived during like one of the most uh, profitable errors of all mankind yeah. that, you know, you came in after the depression had already happened. Your parents' generation um, had experienced the depression. So they had a different outlook, but you guys through your life witnessed growth. You witnessed prosperity, 401ks and real estate sales going up that we can have what's called recency bias, where we don't believe something will happen because it hasn't happened in recent history. So it's like really hard to believe like, ah, I'm, I'm doubtful of that, or I'm skeptical of that. And all, all it really is, it's not knowledge, it's not market research or anything like that. Um, it's just the bias that we come to with, I've never seen anything like that happen. So I don't think it will happen. We, we tend to think the sun is going to rise, the sun is going to set, and the day is going to be the same every day because that's what we've experienced every day of our life. But that doesn't mean that something can't happen that completely throws that out of, the, out of, the, out of uh, um, just, it just it just completely destroys whatever the normal day is for you. And all of a sudden you're living in an alternate reality, almost like what we're living in now, like the people in Seattle, you know, living in um, Chaz or CHOP or whatever they called it, um, the autonomous zone, you know, where it was overtaken by a mob and the citizens are like recording videos crying because of gunshots and, and threats and basically like Gestapo, they have to report who they are and that they live here to this mob to be allowed to, to, to come into the area. Um, their reality was changed like that because a mob felt like taking over yeah. and the police sat back and watched, you know, and they're still, well, the, the, the governments of these uh, towns and cities, they're just, they're not doing anything. Right. Just and and that's why them. you mentioned the people that were always against, you know, you know, guns and things like that. Um, yeah. And, and arguably I, I I'm talking about people that have traditionally um, come from the left, which is normally strong in its uh, anti-gun policies and gun laws and whatnot, anti-gun. And they're like, look, yeah, I bought my first gun, <laughs> you know, because yeah. automatically they started to see that, wait a minute, now I get why the Second Amendment was what it was, because police doesn't protect you. And their job is not to protect you. That's what people, that's another thing people don't realize. Their job is not to protect you. It's just flat out, it is not. It's to uh, uh, enforce law and order. So they're not here to make sure you're safe. I think many of them may be mindful and want you to be safe, but I'm just saying that's not their role. And we see them not doing that in almost every city that's burning. They stand back and they watch for all intents and purposes. You know, so I think if you were there, you would have wished that you were prepared to, to defend yourself. Because I don't think, like think about it, if someone just pulled up on you at Walmart and wanted to fist fight, what would you do? 
You know what I mean? Like you might try to get away from it. your first attempt is like, man, get out of here, run away or whatever. But most people are going to shoot the one. They're going to say, okay, like we get out of my face. And then they're going to square up with them and start slap boxing, you know, hit slapping each other and boxing or fighting. But I'm just saying that just in that type of scenario, a lot of people, if they're approached with physical force, if someone's threatening you, you're going to swing on them. So it's really no different except this force that we're talking about ends up being lethal. And you might not have plans on waking up killing somebody, yeah. you know what I mean? But you didn't also didn't wake up thinking somebody was going to try to kill you. So nonetheless, um, so I, I do want to, I do want to end on solid ground. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I said, I'm really, a, I really don't care for either extreme. I think there's plenty of middle ground where you can do rational things that make a whole lot of sense, especially what we're seeing today. You know, 10 years ago, when we did the things that we were, that people are doing now. Yeah. It was ridiculous. You know, we talked about these things because no one saw any writing on the wall, you know, but now there's a whole bunch of other stuff that, like we said, you know, these people that were always against this, always against that, they're starting to look at things different because they're actually seeing it, you know, so I think we need to, whether it's husband or wife or friend and friend or mother, daughter, father, son, um, I think we need to try to approach it. We can be skeptic, but ask reasonable questions and actually be interested, you know, to work with each other, you know, not necessarily disprove. And I think like that can happen in relationships a lot. It's like I told you, I didn't really take this guy the same way you did. And I came with a whole bunch of questions. I'm like, man, I think you're just overwhelming yourself with, you know, political party you know, partisan biased and division. And, and I think that's coming through your dreams, you know? So I think we got to factor that in, but we're not doing anything just because this guy dreamed a dream. You know, that's another thing. Right. We're definitely not freaking out because a guy dreamed a dream, but we're not sitting around doing nothing either, you know? So, but as a married couple, you know, basically you being, you know, a friend and a partner of mine, I want to know what's impacting you. I want to understand it. I want to have a talk with you. And I want to do the things that, that we can do reasonably, you know, within our means that make you feel safer, make me feel safer, you know, whatever, that we're on the same page. We got to be in unity. We got to be doing things together. And unfortunately, I hear a lot of rebuttals. I hear responses, you know, like one person will say, man, you know, this dream or this, that, and then, you know, the, the, the response isn't like to get on the same page or to talk to them about it. It's almost like a rebuttal of like, well, here's what I think. Okay. Well, that got it somewhere, you know? So anyway, Trey, do you have any more? Otherwise we'll wrap it up. Um, no, I don't want to get all in there. No, no. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we never did get T-Sock in here. He, I'm telling you, I seen him pop on and it was saying he was asking to join, but um, it never came back up. So um, wanted to get his insight, but nonetheless. Um, all right, guys. Well, if there's any other questions, leave them in the chat and we'll, we'll answer you in the chat. Um, thinking of taking classes before. Okay. Oh gosh, Chaz. I, I was upset. I just real quick. I was upset that people didn't know what Chaz was. And that's why, again, I say, stop listening to media. You got great people like Ben Swan. You got Tim Poole of Tim Cast. You have independent journalism that are like just straight down the line, like moderate, just reporting information they find. There's not some like party politics, you know, you can't just get something like raw information. You're getting a political perspective. And, and it's because of the election. It's because they're paid for. They're, they, the only reason these channels exist is because we have the political parties that we have that are basically working with them. 
So yeah, it's, it's biased. All of it's biased. And it's not, they're not telling you the truth at all. And then you got people that are actually on the ground recording footage and they're reporting what's actually happened. Right. And it's completely different than what mainstream shows you. So it's right. like, well, wait a minute, both of them were there, you know, and this person was there in more places and saw more things and is reporting better information more accurately. So that's news. What we don't, what we have now is not news. And that's why people don't know what Chaz is because they're not being told news. It's not, it's commentary, it's political commentary. So they're telling you how you ought to feel about something happening. They're telling you what is, should be moral. What's the moral position? What's not? No, tell me, just, just tell me what happens. I'll decide how I feel about it. You yeah. know? So nonetheless, they are 100% commentary. Um, and I would argue pundits, but nonetheless. Um, yeah, he is now. Uh, Tim's a proud gun owner. He is now. Yeah. He changed. Yeah. Definitely. He's one that he was one that I was talking about that changed. Right. Him, Dave Rubin's another one. Yeah, he's been um, on the left. That was liberal. That was as anti-gun liberal and everything. And he's like, look, I, I bought my first gun. Like I'm seeing what's going on. Mm -hmm. I get it now. You know, I get, I get why it's there and I get the police. It's the police role. Don't protect you. It's not their role to do that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I'd rather have an attempt to do it myself, you know, but yeah, Tim, Tim's the man. Tim's the man. That's, that's by far my number one favorite, um, it's he's he's a little bit of commentary, but he he he'll, he'll call a spade a spade. It doesn't matter if it's right or left. He's gonna call them liars. He's gonna point out their lying. So, um, but he at least gives you the information and the research that he's done to show what's actually been going on. And he's one of those guys that would fly to that country or fly to that place and give you an inside look and like, look, I'm here now. This is what it looks like, you know. So nonetheless, um, but not knowing what Chaz is, not knowing what's going on, um, yeah. Why would you be alarmed? Why would you think that anything was wrong when they're not showing you anything's wrong? They're just like, eh, I mean, orange man bad. That's the problem, you know. Like, all right, well, there's there's protests in the streets, there's riots, there's mobs, there's people's businesses that are just utterly destroyed, you know. Yeah. And insurance doesn't cover it. I've heard protests be like, oh, they got insurance. Insurance will pay for it, and insurance didn't cover it, and they lost everything. Black, white, say brown. That. It's an excuse. Well, they got insurance. Yep. What? Yep. So I love the clips of people running in and taking, you know, consumer goods, store, uh, shoes and necklaces and all this stuff. And they're just running out. It's just, it's just, these aren't activists. These, <laughs> this is insane. This is just, just, I can come up with some free stuff, you know? So anyway, look, we're, I'm rambling. So let's go ahead and wrap up. And, um, I've got to keep an appointment, uh, here in a, a few minutes. So, well, if you listen, thank you. Please let us know in the comments. Um, I hope that we brought a little bit of solid ground some preparation, you know, some reasonable faith, not panic, not, you know, irresponsible, erratic behavior. Um, but nonetheless, thank you, Sheree. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, thank you to our live studio audience <laughs> for chiming in. Um, and that's it. Acts2and42.com for more. Thank you, guys. Peace.